David and Christine have been involved with Kensington Temple for what, nearly 22 years? Yeah. The, uh, they'll tell you a little bit about that, but um, I, I, I remember when you were in, both in Bible school together. When was that? What year was that? That was in 1991. 91. So the first time I came on staff, 91, you were in the class, both of them together, and they're heading up our work in Paris and also our Elim work right across France. One of the things we're going to be doing at these 2.30 services, inviting people that are partners with us and part of us all the way around the world so that you can see and hear and be ministered through them as we stir our missionary zeal. So let's welcome them again, David and Christine. Thank you so much, Bruce. Uh, I'm David, she's Christine. I'm sure you got that. Um, we are together in Paris. We've been there for almost 20 years now. So I know today is a very, very special day. Quite few of you are going to be baptized. And you know, one thing maybe you have to realize, I've, I heard that about 45, 50 people are going to be baptized. And you know, in, in, in Europe, most churches are not even 50 people. So here, you are a new church. So it's absolutely mind-blowing and fantastic. So we want to encourage you, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about it. Maybe you want to start, or I start? You start. I start. She's got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> so... It's, um, it's obviously a great privilege and very, very exciting to be here uh, this afternoon. Uh, we were given a long notice of about a few days uh, to be here uh, this afternoon. But it's also a very, very special day for me because when I got to know that so many of you are going to be baptized, I remember uh, I was baptized about... Uh, I think in 91, the same year as I started the Bible school. And I don't know what's going on in your mind, but I do remember for me, it was a very special day. Um, the day I got baptized, I think, was Easter Sunday. And I do remember very well, not so much because it was Easter, but because a few days before the baptism, we got to know that the BBC crew... Uh, was going to come and film the service. And for me, it was just at the beginning of my Christianity. And when I heard that, I said, no, 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 no way. I'm not going to be baptized in front of everybody. As you know, by now you've understood that I'm not English, I'm French. Maybe they're going to broadcast some program over there in France, and they're going to tell me he's in a cult. Because in France, you know, uh, anything to do with uh, evangelical church or Pentecostal churches is not very well um, accepted. So I had a big dilemma for a couple of days before the baptism, but eventually I went for it. I'm very, very glad I did. So it's very, very special for me to talk to you this afternoon because so many of you are going for it. And please, go for it. Yes? And Christine and I, we've been in Paris for, I think, um, 20 years next year. So <clears throat> it's a long time. And uh, 
I came to England uh, some years before that, and my idea was never ever to go back to France. So when after a couple of years here in England, being uh, with um, Dr. Kemia Jerry, some of you know her very well, I'm sure. She's, she's still our spiritual mother, had a tremendous uh, impact on our lives. And so we, for some time, Christine and I were in charge of uh, Pierre Vivant, you know, the satellite, the French satellite church here. And then Pastor Colin, as you know, is very much prophetic. And um, after a couple of years, you know, not maybe because we were the best, or I was probably not the best candidate for France, but I had one advantage, I could speak French. So Colin is prophetic, but he's also very practical. He says, okay, I'm going to send him. <laughs> so the only thing I could say was yes or no. And I said yes. And, um, you know, no regret. Now we have been there for, as I said, you know, almost 20 years. It will be 20 years, I think, next year. And uh, never, ever I would have thought, you know, that's where I would have um, gone. Anyway, the first scripture I wanted to take is in Psalm. Um, you probably know it. It's Psalm uh, 2, verse 8. And the Bible I'm using today is a new century version. Uh, it says, if you ask me, I will give you the nations. All the people on earth will be yours. And uh, I don't know what's your idea about missions, about different people's group. But uh, the French are not necessarily, not necessarily uh, the easiest one, and, um, but um, God loves them, so we, we, you know, we had to go. We had to accept the call. And um, so after we accepted it tw about 20 years ago now, we set for, for France and uh, started over there. And I suppose Christine probably will have... Uh, a different perspective because a man and a woman see you know things differently but I would suspect after all those years we had two big times the first one was the first few years which um, were very challenging but the church was growing was blossoming we uh, you know I think we are God favor on us and I remember even after a few years you know, when I heard some of my colleagues, pastors, they were complaining and saying, you know, it's hard, it's tough, you know, we have division in churches, but we never, ever experienced that. So I was really like, uh, you know, really wondering why they were talking about it. Anyhow, so it was till, uh, I think, the year uh, 2000, more or less. And we encountered uh, a problem over there. We didn't have a building big enough. So it was always a challenge uh, to preach the gospel, especially in Paris. Uh, also, I want to tell you, uh, France is basically divided into twos. Uh, you have the north and the south. And why am I saying that is because the weather is also very much like that. In, very often in the north, it's a bit colder, a bit more raining. And in the south, it's more sunny. You know, that's where people like to be. And it's quite interesting because spiritually also things are different. In the South, people are much more receptive. 
the heritage also is more important. They are the, the Protestant, uh, Pentecostal, Evangelical are much more numerous there in the south than in the north. So uh, it, it's pretty interesting. But um, <clears throat> I remember also when we, uh, when we first uh, we got first married, Christine and I. Christine is not French. You will see by her look. Um, we decided to go for a honeymoon to France. But we said, okay, let's go to the south, obviously. God was very good to us. We are one week of rain. And in the south. And actually, at that time, we were thinking, okay, maybe God is going to take us there, you know, in, you know, to France. But, you know, if you have to choose, well, let's, you know, let's go to the best place, which was the south. Well, unfortunately, a year or two later, I can't remember now, but uh, the call was not for the south. It was for, basically, the north was for Paris. So it's been uh, quite, uh, quite a challenge. But anyway, as I was saying, we have had two times in Paris. The first half was pretty much, you know, um, good for us, I think. We had a lot of challenges, but, you know, God, God was very faithful. New people were coming, and good stuff was happening. But then by the year 2000, things started to change. And um, the first, uh, one of the first things we had to uh, face was the building challenge. So uh, we could not stay in Paris, uh, in the city. So Paris is very much different than London. Um, you know, London, you can be, well, you correct me if I made a mistake, but almost in Heathrow, and you still say you are in London. Whereas in, in Paris, very much different. What we call the circular, and um, the circular uh, all around Paris is pretty small, actually. I think it does um, from north to south and east to west about 12 kilometers, like let's say eight miles more or less, you know, not much more than that. And then people like to say, you know, oh, um, I live in Paris or I'm in the suburbs. It's, it's quite a big, uh, big thing for the, for the Parisian, let's say. So up to that point, we were in Paris, in the city, you know, we, we, we changed a few times locations, but eventually we had to move out. And um, years before we left, also, we had a prophecy. And actually, the word of God for us was a couple of things. And one of the things was talking about the Muslims. And uh, the man of God said, um, you know, you will face opposition, and the opposition will come from, um, from the Muslims. And when we started over there, early 90s, you know, we never encountered any opposition from actually Muslims uh, people, never ever. But when we moved out of the city, that's where the trouble started. And you may have heard, if you have been here long enough, you know what happened in the year uh, early 2000. But I don't really have time to talk about it uh, today. So that was, um, that was quite a challenge. And actually, as we moved out, got a bigger building, and fortunately, uh, we got less people. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's quite a challenge, another one. So for the next few years, it was a bit more difficult. Um, we, we have to say, you know, facing a different kind of opposition. But at the same time, about eight years ago, I think now, uh, God opened a new, uh, a new door, 
And again, through uh, Pastor Colin Dai leadership, you know, he really felt it was the time for us to do something with Elim in France. And that's what we started to do. And I'm going to give you a scripture because instead of preaching, I know the time is very short. And I also want Christine to share because she will have some good stuff to share also with you. But what I want to share with you is more um, for you to pray. Pray for us. When I say for us, not for me necessarily personally. I would appreciate it, obviously, but I'm talking about the missionaries, and you know, you don't need to go very far. Paris, France, we need it. And I don't know if it's the same problem everywhere in the world, but one thing I've noticed is the loneliness of pastors, of missionaries. And after a while, they get dry, they get discouraged, uh, sometimes even they get depressed. So it's something very, very important. And the scripture I want to use is in 2 Corinthians. Um, it's what I, what I can see through it. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse uh, 12. It's just two verses, but I think they are pretty interesting here. And I won't teach or preach about it, but uh, maybe just trying to give a highlight, which I think... It's right. It says here, when I came to Troas to preach the good news of Christ, the Lord gave me a good opportunity there. But I had no peace because I did not find my brother Titus. So I said goodbye to them at Troas and went to Macedonia. And what I want to say here is this. Certainly, we know Corinthian, or probably all the places Paul had to go, but Corinthian for sure was a tough place for him. And certainly, he saw the God of hand. Uh, certainly, a lot of people came to Christ. But one thing Paul was missing was friendship. He needed to, have, he needed to meet somebody who probably went through the stuff he went through. And it's very, very interesting. We may say, you know, well, you know, he was there. He had a great opportunity. He could have taught. He could have, he could have taught. Or he could have done all sorts of things, having big ministries. But at that time of his life, because maybe he needed it, maybe it was a very hard time for him at that time, what he needed, it was to find a fellow servant, somebody who had done the same as him. And what I want to say through that is like we need your praise. We need your prayer. We really do need your prayer. So please do pray for us. And, you know, I'm the first one to talk about uh, during that time of the mission. I, I know that next week is going to be the Brazilian. And um, sometime or so is going to be our friend Claudio from Rome. And do pray for him also. I know it is absolutely necessary. But you see, Paul at that time, even though he was a great teacher, what he needed was just to have somebody, a mate, a friend. And I don't know for what's going to happen in your life. Some of you here, especially today, are going to be baptized. And some of you are very young, but it's never too young. You know, you can start now. And maybe in five years' time, ten years' time, you'll be in ministry, and there may be time where things will be difficult. But then remember at that time, it will be important to have friends. And maybe you can't have many friends, but at least one or two 
and you can keep close relationship with them. Amen? So if you can remember that, that will be very, very, very important. So Paul, you see, went through a time where he was very lonely and it was very, very important for him to uh, meet Titus. And the second thing I want to share with you, and then I will um, ask Christine after that to come. I mean, to have a time of ministry, we'll see how God is, will lead her. We went to um, a conference uh, not long ago, and um, I was a little bit disturbed because I didn't see any young leaders, young pastors. Well, I'm not saying, you know, we were the youngest, probably not we were not the youngest, but you see what I mean? They are generations. And I could not see, and I know pretty well, you know, who's the pastors, who's the leaders, you know, when we have stuff over there in Paris, because, you know, the Christian uh, work is not that great, unfortunately, yet. And I was very, very concerned about it, and I talk, and I share that with Christine, I say, you know, did you notice during the... Um, the mission we had there, the, excuse me, the conference, uh, there were not many new people. There were not many new, many pastors. So what I want to say, you know, to you this afternoon, do pray for young leaders, young pastors. They will rise up and they will come. Maybe they will come through France or through Paris, or maybe some of you will have the call of God to come to our nation, whether it's France or all over Europe. We need, we need strong churches. We need strong believers. We need new leaders. Amen? So please, it's not much what I've said, but maybe you will remember those two things. Pray for the pastors, pray for the leaders, that they, don't, they won't feel too lonely. It's very important. And second, that the new generation will come. It's important. You know, everybody, every generation has to be saved, has to be talked, has to, be, has to know about the gospel. Okay? Are you all right? God is good? Amen. Do you like women's preaching? I don't many people saying yes. I don't think you should come. Do you want to hear a woman preaching? Yeah. Ah! Yes! Yes. Actually, she's the best out of the two of us. We'll see that, all right? No, Sava. You okay? I'm excited. Are you? Are you excited? That's why you're here. Once upon a time, I was like you. I remember the message, the teaching we had from Pastor Bruce. In those days, you know, he said, know your enemy. And that was the last teaching, and we left. <laughs> and I can tell you, we met the enemy, but God was good. And when David spoke about pray for missionaries, he meant it. One good thing is that we are so blessed. People said to me, you know, when we went on mission, oh, France, missionary graveyard. I said, no, 
Until today, it's not a missionary graveyard. Amen? You're right. Any time in these 20 years or 19 good years, we were started off with, we were soaked in prayer before leaving. Right, Dr. Kemi? We were soaked in prayer. Bruce, you remember? We were soaked in prayer by Colin and Amanda and Ruth, Ruth Ann, who is here. They prayed for us. And they said, Pastor Colin has a vision for France. And he sees, I think it was a nut being opened or something. And I thought, yes, he has to find some nuts, you know, to go to France. And here we were in the Bible school. I came from Hindu background. I came to Christ through Reinhard Bonke in, in Germany. And, you know, I thought, yes, I'm going to go and minister some presidents and ministers because I worked in the diplomatic world. So what do I do? I have no much contact with them. I'll just go and minister to presidents and parliament and talk to them about Jesus. There are lots of Hindus that need Jesus. There are lots of ministers that need Jesus. But little did I know what the will of God for us was. Yes? And then, if you get these prayer warriors, like Kemi and team and all of them, you know, Dr. Kemi, and they said that they wanted to send David as a pastor and me as a Bible school leader to go and start work. And I thought, what about the ministers and presidents that we are going to minister to? So what do you think I did? I took the first flight and I ran. I went as far as India and I said, what are these people doing? I mean, they are sending us to France and my husband, that's the last place on earth he wants to be. He doesn't want to know about France. But when I was in India, I heard God saying, what can you say in French? I said, crepe and burr. That's pancakes and butter. So I said, Lord, that can't be me. But when I went deep in prayer, and these people, of course, they were praying. They were praying. You know, Benro and Kemi and our leaders, Pastor Colin and all of that. And Pastor Colin just said, I think we will send Christine and David. When that was done, something in our spirits, and I said to David, we need to go. He said, you go. And I am here. Finally, we agreed. And that's why the Lord says, go in twos and agree. So what happened at that time was that prayer, people were praying. So prayer is so important for missionaries to send away. If you go without being baked in prayer, soaked in prayer, nothing happens. So we were sent out with prayer. So when you have more prayer, what happens? Can anyone tell me? What happens when you have more prayer? You have more of his presence. You have more of his power. What happens when you have less prayer? 
what? Less of his presence, less of his power. And what happens when you have no prayer? Nothing happens. Young man, what's your name? Come here. What's your name? I can't hear you. Jordan. You're going to go to Jordan? No. Your name is Jordan. So how old are you? Twelve. You know that God is preparing you? Yes, for what? To go to heaven? Oh, no, not yet. No. No, 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 you stay there. You stay there. Yeah. Before going to heaven, young man, what's he preparing you for? Battle. Huh? Battle against the devil. Battle against. Good. Yes. Battle. That's what we need. And we need prayer for that, right? So you're going to pray because God is doing great things. How old? You said 12 years old? Amazing. And you're going to be baptized? Yes. And you are going to have that power, strong power to go. And God is going to use you for the Muslim world. Yes. God is going to use you powerfully. Amen. Last night I was... You can go to your place, Jordan. You don't need to go to River Jordan, but God's going to send you to the Muslim world. And you're going to talk to your cell leaders and find out and keep praying, right? So God is moving. Last night, I had a vision about Daniel, the young Daniel I met upstairs. For, but Daniel was 14 years and he was dancing here, imitating some people dancing on the top. And he was doing... And I thought, oh man, this young kid is really struggling, you know, out there in the front. But I knew yesterday the Lord said to me, I said, you're going to meet with Daniel. And Daniel, God is going to empower him for new things. Are you, do you agree? That's the Daniel. And he's, you know, that time the Lord had spoken some, when he was 14 years, that he was going to go in creative ministries and so on. So if God gives you a word of knowledge or something prophetic, don't hesitate. Pray about it. And that has been one of our keys. That's why David and I were never lonely in Paris. We were never at one point lonely in Paris. At times, we could be very little bit depressed about the situation with the government, but we had pastors and leaders here and the church praying for us. Amen? So how many missionaries we have in this church now? Can you put up your hands, please? How many of you are missionaries called to go on mission? Right up. I can't see anything. How many of you? More of there, yes? Can you, can you please put up your hands? That's a lot of you up there. Just two of you there. There. You know, what does the word say? The word says all of you are called. All are called. You know, it doesn't matter if you come from Africa or if you come from India. I came from a Hindu background. And I thought that, you know, I don't need God I have everything. I have a secure job. I have everything. I don't need God. I have my God in my way of thinking. But one day I gave my life to Jesus. And ever since that day, I started praying for my family, first of all. Because I knew that my family, some Catholics, some 
maybe Protestants, some Muslims, some Hindus in our family. And I thought they were all going first class to hell, you know, because they all lived in first class style. They all were nice. They, were, they weren't poor. They had everything. So I thought, Lord, but they're also going first class to hell. So do something about the family. Three years later, when I was in this church, I was here, right here at the Bible school. I remember Dr. Kemi talking on vision. And I remember all the different teachings, you know, exegesis and all, Ambrose, you remember? All of those teachings. And I said, Lord, I don't know anything about this. I, I don't know anything. I know some parables from Jesus' teaching, but nothing more. With those some parables from Jesus' teaching and the help that I got from this church, I was able to go. So you don't need a lot of things to go. Please, the time is very, very short. And we need to go. Either it's France or Algeria, what I'm so proud of, when we had, like, our pastor Colin, who would even imagine a Britisher born in Kenya or brought up in Kenya, brought up, you know, lived in Kenya, I think in Africa, not born there, lived there, could come to France, study the language, and today is able to talk to us French about the Islamic world and all what it's about. He is the teacher of all these things to us pastors there and to many pastoral team in France. Isn't that amazing? So how much can you here do that huh? in the front? It's just not about being baptized today, but about going. Amen? Can I hear something from you? No, I don't hear anything. Can we say something? Are you agreeing to what I'm saying? That God is using you today. This mission week is not just by, you know, par hasard, as we say in French. It's not coincident that we happen to be here today. God has done so much in these 20 years that we were sent out. So much that we have now, with the help of Kensington Temple, you know, we've had ups and downs, ups and downs. I remember one time, we have fun on mission. It's not just you know, problems. We have a lot of fun. We had leaders coming, you know, whenever we needed them, just a phone call away, just a phone call away. And they would get, even now as they are praying for us, I don't know, through Skype and through everywhere, they have organization here that prays for us. And we can feel the power of God when we are there. I remember one day, Amanda, thank you. We were running out of time, and we needed something so urgent. I remember Pastor Colin, Pastor Amanda, and Elizabeth, their daughter. They came with knapsacks in the afternoon. They reached there, and they left in the evening, and they helped us with what we wanted. There have been people through the years from Kensington Temple that have been in Paris helping us and praying for us because when, we, when you pray, and when we pray, we have the power, right, to what God wants. God has big plans for mission in France. And when Paris is touched, we are going to touch many, many nations. You agree? 
many, many nations, because in Paris is influential all over Europe. And many French-speaking countries are waiting. And God is doing something. Yes, we are fighting against a Freemason, our mayor. But he, has, he stands no chance before God, does he? He said last, week, last two weeks ago, he said to us, what did he say? He said, when I shut, I never open. He has shut almost all evangelical churches in his community. Almost all. I think we are like two or three churches that he hasn't touched. He came up almost on our parking lot to shut us down, but the angel of God did not allow him to come down. Yes. He said, you know, God is so good. He gives us words of knowledge that when we are before these people, the Holy Spirit puts the words in our mouth. I told him, your problem, sir, is not the conference center. It's not what we are doing in the conference. Your problem is that we are Christians and my husband is a pastor. Because if I had told him I was a pastor, I think he would faint. Yes. So I didn't tell him that much. I just said, your problem is my husband is a pastor and you are, that's your reason. And he said, I said, if you want to close us, you are the police of the town. You could just come down and close us in one minute. But why isn't he doing that? Because the Lord is not allowing him to do that. Amen. Let us give a big clap for Jesus. We could have brought you a beautiful sermon. David is one of the funniest preachers in Paris, they say. He could have talked to you in French. But you have such a lot of the word has been ministered to you day in and day out in this church. Make use of it. Make use, best use of that. That's what we were sown in here at the Bible school and at the church. That is what is carrying on till today. And that is what is helping us. And, you know, when you give something, I, I just want to give you a little testimony. I've been praying for a son for a long time. I have a daughter who is now married. And before leaving here, I said, oh, Lord, I wish I had a son. I love children. And, you know, when we said yes to the word of God here, that same week, David had already gone. God is so good when we said yes to his word. Jonathan, I conceived Jonathan and Jonathan was born. Where the doctors thought that I could not conceive a child. Where is Jonathan? Come on, Jonathan. Come here. This is Jonathan. He's 18 years and he's a bit taller than his mother, but, you know. And, you know, this is a miracle kid. Mama Kemi, Dr. Kemi, was in our house when Jonathan was born. Amanda, you remember me talking to you during that pregnancy. The, you know, they told me to get rid of this child several times, otherwise you will die, they said. And I said, no. What God puts... No man can move. Amen? So, there's, there is beautiful things in the kingdom of God. Not everything is always. 
Dinah looked like she was going to go away for a little while. But you know, that fishing rod of God is not too far for your kids, mothers. It's not too far. She is so strong with the Lord today. And you know, if you ask Jonathan what he wants to do, he says, I want to do business and I want to be a youth pastor. Isn't that beautiful? I mean, he's not ashamed. And pray for Jonathan and pray for Diana. Jonathan, you can sit down. You want to say something? No, I'm not right. <laughs> well, his time will come to preach the word, wouldn't it? Yes, he just finished school yesterday and we parted till 2 o'clock with his school and the parents last night. And then Jonathan was up till 5 in the morning. So I can understand he doesn't want to say much this today. But he is a great light amongst the darkness in his school. Jonathan is a light, they say. If you had heard what the parents and the teachers had to say, so it's not, no harm being a Christian, okay? Some of you feel that we have to hide because we are Christian in workplaces and in many other places. No, you are a missionary where you are. And you are a missionary being sent to the nations here. Amen. God is waiting for you. So don't, I want many more hands to go up. How many of you feel called to missions now? Can I see your hands, please? Right up. I mean, I don't want to just, yes, I think there are many, many more. And I want to thank God for you. I'm looking forward to this baptism ceremony today. And I'm looking, I have a lot of words, but I'm going to pray about that. And what is the key behind our ministry is also prophetic words, words of knowledge, people on our streets, when they put us on television, nobody wanted to say hello because they thought we were gurus of a sect. Nobody. We couldn't even come out. And the devil was telling us, leave your house and go now. Go live somewhere else. But we said, no. We would stay right where we are. Today, our neighbors, can you pray for us, please? Can you pray for us? All these neighbors, God gives us a word of knowledge for them. And these neighbors have come to Christ and are coming to Christ. And hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of leaders have been touched. The mission in India, we have an orphanage in India. We, have, we help with the Mali mission sometimes if God allows us to go back there. We have lots of work in France. We have Pastor Colin... And Pastor Kemi and the team started Elim France. And we have about 15 or 16 churches that we pray together regularly. You know, lots of other things are happening. And the problems are just a little bit. Okay? And if we pray, God is going to. Even very soon, I'll be able to come up and tell you that we have the victory with our building project. God bless you.